0: In Southeast AgNet's Ag and Review, for the week ending May the 13th, the 2016 presidential campaign season has sharpened the rhetoric on trade deals, putting pressure on politicians and administration officials. Sabrina Hill has more.
1: U.S. Trade Representative Chief Agricultural Negotiator Darcy Vetter recently told farm broadcasters at USDA headquarters in Washington, D.C. that she's working with lawmakers to help them better understand the potential benefits of the Trans-Pacific Partnership Trade Deal, or TPP. She says farmers and ranchers who support TPP need to share their story, too.
2: The presidential campaign rhetoric, I think, is unfortunate, but I think the text of the agreement really speaks for itself. And that's where we rely, frankly, on folks in farm country to get out there and to say, this is the benefits. This is what will happen with my pocketbook.
1: If given fair consideration, USDA Secretary Tom Vilsack told me he thinks TPP will easily pass muster in Congress.
2: I think
0: there is uh, obviously a mix of policy and politics here, uh, and the reality is that we have to get through uh, that that process, Uh, and once we do, I think the policy will trump the politics, and I think it will be important to show. Um, that the American economy is going to grow, the jobs are going to be created, they're better paying uh, jobs uh, as a result. And with that, I think you're ultimately going to see passage of this agreement. But it, it may take a while, uh, and then I think it's going to just have to take consistent advocacy uh, on the part of uh, farmers and on the part of other business interests.
1: For Southeast AgNet, I'm Sabrina Hill.
0: Thanks, Sabrina. Well, the number of honeybee colonies in our country is down from 2015 for the first ever USDA survey in this category. With more on that story, here's Rod Bain. The findings of USDA's first ever survey on honeybee colonies was released
3: Thursday. The year-over-year change, there's an 8% decrease in the honeybee colonies in the United States. Dan Carestes, with the National Agricultural Statistics Service says the numbers cover five quarters from January 1st of last year through the first quarter of 2016. NASA also compared the number of honeybee colonies lost year over year defined by NASA as a completely failed colony or one that was no longer viable. The January through March quarter of 2015 showed a loss of 500,000 colonies in the United States. That same quarter of 2016 showed a loss of 429,000 colonies in the U.S. And when honey producers, commercial pollinators, and hobby beekeepers participating in the survey were asked what they thought the top stressor for their colony was... Their number one answer was varroa mites. We simply asked the producer to report to us what the main stressors were for his colonies. Varroa mites are the top stressor. The varroa mites, it varied from as low as 25% one quarter, but all the way up to 43% another quarter, whereas the highest one of any of the other categories got was 19.5% for other disease. So definitely mites are the top item. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C.
0: Thanks, Rod. When it comes to the latest forecast, a decline in global peanut production has been noted. Tyron Spearman has the details on that.
2: The Foreign Agricultural Service of USDA has predicted this week that the global peanut production next year is forecast to decline to about 40.2 million tons. The U.S. produces about three of that 40.2 million tons. They say that production in the U.S. is forecast to decline in response to a large carryover and producers shifting back acreage to cotton and other crops. All other major producers will see a slight increase. They're talking about India and the Sudan. They said Argentina will continue to be the world's largest exporter with exports forecast to reach 800,000 tons this year, which would be a modern record. But right now Argentina is suffering from excess moisture during harvest and also an early frost. They said the recent devaluation of the peso will augment their competitiveness in the global world market and help retain its dominant position in the European market. U.S. exports are expected to rise all the way up to 601,000 metric tons. I'm Tyron Spearman for Southeast AgNet.
0: Kathy Isom tells us about a USDA program that helps military veterans transition to civilian life and find rewarding careers in agriculture. For military personnel making the transition into civilian life... Many will be choosing to go into careers in agriculture. The U.S. Department of Agriculture recently entered a partnership with a program within the U.S. Chamber of Commerce Foundation, Hiring Our Heroes, to utilize existing contacts with the Department of Defense and participate in upcoming transition summits held on military installations. As USDA's military veterans liaison, Lennon Beacom, explains,
1: They go out around the country and around the world and they work with garrison commanders to put on, I'd call the premier employment events for transition service members, veterans, their spouses, and their partners. And it is an opportunity for USDA to be able to get onto a base in front of these thousands of service members so we can explain to them and showcase all the tools and resources that we have available at the USDA if they dream about farming or ranching.
0: Events attended by thousands of service personnel across the country and across the globe. Hiring Our Heroes is a 12-week program. Three days a week, military members spend time with an industry partner learning hands-on corporate career training skills. For more information, go to uschamberfoundation.org forward slash hiringourheroes. I'm Kathy Isom, Southeast Agnet. And to wrap up this week's podcast, Everett Grinder talks about how the losses from citrus greening continue to grow across the U.S.
1: I try to stay informed on subjects like CCD and citrus greening, but it isn't easy. read a lot, talk to a lot of people, but it isn't easy to stay up to date when new information comes as rapidly as it does, especially about citrus greening. This disease was first found in Florida in 2005, and growers and scientists jumped on it right away. In that brief span of time, it has affected over half of Florida's growers. Now, greening has been found in nine different states. It's in 14 states in Mexico plus Puerto Rico. But look at Florida. In 1997 uh, and, uh, 97 and 98. Florida shipped over 244 million boxes of citrus. As of last February, the figure was 68 million boxes. That's 71% less. It has cost millions in research and without the results that we really need. But here's what scares you to death. Could this type of disease affect other crops? That's Agriview review for today. Everett Griner, Southeast Agnet.
0: Those reports and more from this past week can be found on our website, southeastagnet.com. Randall Wiseman, Southeast, Agnat.